When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we are talking about book number 17. It's episode 18. It's book 17. It's still <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> and next time we do one of the specials, it will only get worse. Woo-hoo. So, you know, watch out for us making even more <laughs> confusing mistakes. Which actually we didn't this week. No. The, the, or the I didn't post. know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, episode 18. You got it. I yeah. <laughs> I meant to do this and forgot. So thank you. It's okay. I've got it. <laughs> We're keeping on top of it. That's what teamwork is. Oh, yeah. And this week it's Love Letters. Uh, Not to be confused with the excellent metronomy song by the same name. But if you don't know it, look it up and uh, imagine it playing in the background. (laughs) The soundtrack to this episode. Exactly. And uh, we've got some, some, uh, quite quite a good blurb this week. So, uh, Karen, will you read? I nearly called you Caroline for a second. Um, Can you read out the cover tagline? I can. Is Caroline's romance for real? Well, as usual, with these questions, the answer (laughs) is no. no. (laughs) It's always no. And the back actually answers this because the back tagline is make-believe romance. Oh, dot, dot, dot. A make-believe romance. Well, Mm. certainly is. Okay, (laughs) give us the blurb, please, Karen. Okay. Caroline Pierce has always been one of the least popular girls at Sweet Valley High. But when she invents a new out-of-town boyfriend, people finally start to pay attention to her. Because they're terrible. They are the worst. Brown-eyed, six-foot Adam Mm -hmm. and his romantic love letters are the talk of the school. Caroline has everyone fooled, even clever Jessica Wakefield. Clever! Would we say clever? Cunning! (laughs) Cunning! Devious! Devious. You know. Low cunning! (laughs) But what begins as a bid for love and attention quickly becomes the worst jam of Caroline's life when her friends insist on meeting the boyfriend she's been bragging about. Can Caroline keep the truth a secret or will lies be her downfall? (gasps) Well, it's it's setting it up for what is actually quite a dramatic tale. It is. And uh, the cover... Um, well, the cover shows Caroline in more optimistic mood. I don't know why she looks so happy. I know. It's like she's surprised by the letter, even though, as we quite quickly find out, she's writing them herself. Yes, that is not a big spoiler. <laughs> so, uh, Karen, please describe this image. Yes, so we have Caroline looking quite pleased with her letter from her imaginary boyfriend. Um, she's all buttoned up in like a kind of peachy coloured shirt. Yeah, it's very like it's high neck. All the way up to the top. It's, it's like... 
mm. unnecessary. It looks like a school uniform shirt. It does actually. Yeah. I had a similar coloured uh, blouse Ooh. from my school uniform. <laughs> All she needs is a burgundy coloured tie. <laughs> and a, <laughs> the whole effect. And it'll bring me straight back yeah. there. And then we have uh, Elizabeth kind of looming behind her. Yeah. A similarly coloured shirt, which gives it more of a uniform feel. It's like they're both in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's just kind of like over her shoulder kind of looking suspiciously at Caroline and she's also kind of looking concerned I think mm. this might be one of the first covers showing the trademark Elizabeth Elizabeth eyes full of concern yes <laughs> looming over somebody patting a shoulder yes. now she's not patting a shoulder she's here, but um, her <laughs> hair are falling back in her trademark Barrettes. and Caroline's hair well I don't even know what's going on there Getting that kind of feathery fringe effect again yeah sort of a two layered yeah. look it's a very nice uh, sort of coppery nice red colour. Color. Yes, we'll give her that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's reading a letter. And why does she look so, as you said, mm. why does she look so happy and surprised? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's a really good actress. Oh, well, there is a, there is some, you know, theatrical goings on in of this course. book. Maybe we're meant to link it. <laughs> So it, uh, this is also uh, in May. It may be the first Liz looking concerned cover, and I think it's the first that starts out with no Wakefields. Yeah, yeah, but like, don't panic because they're no. mentioned on like page two. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't worry because it's it's Caroline and she's waking up thinking about the party that we were. Um, oh, that where the, we left off in the last book. Yes, yeah, the Patman receiving line <laughs> nonsense. The welcome, Roger. We're having a whole week of ceremonies like medieval monarchs yep. <laughs> to welcome you to Sweet Valley where you've always lived. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to your town. Um, but yeah, she's recovering from that and as you say, she's like, maybe I'll never be as popular as the Wakefield twins or Lila Fowler, but I'm not going to be an outcast anymore. Oh. And it's funny, like, they kind of make it sound like she's really unpopular, but I never really got that impression from the first few, no. like up to now. She's just, she's there, like, but it's not yeah. like everyone's given out about she's her. She's a anything. gossip yeah. and she's sort of been annoying. But like, as we find out mm. later on in this book, she's in Pi Beta Alpha, which yeah. we're constantly being told is like so incredibly for exclusive. popular bitches. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that happen? Who nominated her? I know. <laughs> Many answers. <laughs> Why was it she blackballed? Yeah. Like, there's, uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions there here. Are, yes. Um, so we get some insights into her mind and it's quite poignant. It is. It's actually quite sad because she's, yeah. she's actually just really lonely. And it's quite convincing because she's always tried like too hard to make friends yeah. and she sort of sees gossip as being like her currency. It's like her in with people. Yeah. yeah. And that's how she gets people to listen to her. And yeah. uh, her sister, Anita, who mm. is, oh my God, a giant bitch. <laughs> She's warned her off this. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, maybe you should listen to people. You know, telling stories is the mm. way to get left out. Um, but uh, apparently Nisha's perfect and she's always been perfect. And yeah. Caroline's like, what would she know? She's about almond eyes and she goes out on dates. And, <gasps> and she's in college. Yeah. But she's living at home, which uh, I suppose she is in Sweet Valley. It, yeah, because it's Sweet Valley University. Obviously, mm. isn't that far away. And so she had about, I mean, Stephen's so every five seconds. Yeah. So it's not really surprising. <laughs> yeah. you just commute. These kids have nothing better to be doing. <laughs> but anyway, her advice is useless because, as Caroline says, like to herself, yeah. um, you know, boy, neither boys nor girls like her. Because Caroline's all like, uh, you know, Anisha says to, for me to be myself, but when I am, yeah, it doesn't it work. doesn't work. So <laughs> she's visualizing Adam and her fantasy. Yeah. With him, and there's actually kind of a, a poignant bit. In fact, it's all quite poignant. Where she looks at herself in the mirror and whispers, 
I do have a boyfriend. His name is Adam, and he lives in Cold Springs, and he loves me very much. Caroline. I don't know why I think it's what happened. Brief encounters But it's really an indictment of the dreadfulness of Sweet Valley. Yeah. That it's very explicit that, like, the only thing that will make her popular is having a boyfriend because yeah. that's so important. Yeah, and that's like the, yeah, the conclusion she's come to because she's like, if all it took to be popular was a boyfriend, well, she'd have a boyfriend. And it's like, well, you know, fuck it. Yeah, this system <laughs> is rigged, Caroline. Yeah, game that system. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> so she goes down that to the kitchen and Anish yeah. is there and there's, this is why Anish is just a giant arsehole. Um, Caroline offers her a waffle and she's like no thanks I'm watching my weight and she gives Caroline a dirty look (laughs) yeah Yeah, and it turns out Caroline or Anita just eats melon and ice cream so like not even ice cream ice water oh my god even if I lived on melon and ice water like Anita does like Anita is miserable yes don't buy that shit Anita has an eating disorder like this is (laughs) nothing to be emulated Um, but Caroline tells her about the party and how uh, apparently Bruce was there with a girl in a see-through dress. Oh my God, we didn't hear about that. Oh, I know. I think we would have. Yeah. Couple. I would certainly have taken note of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been Scandal. number one in the outfit description <laughs> afterwards. the headline of the outfits. <laughs> and uh, so she's she's doing her trademark gossip. She's like, oh, yeah. this was happening and Lila was wearing a dress from the, the designer, designer shop. shop. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and I'm still angry about that. So annoyed. Such laziness. <laughs> if we had been hired to do this job, we would have come up with good names. We would have nailed that shit. We really would. <laughs> Ugh, this job well actually I'm not going to slag off this actually, the ghostwriter no. in this one yeah. they did a fine job they did shout out to you <laughs> fake Kate William Kate, whoever, Kate William whoever you are <laughs> and but, all the Kate Williams out there yeah we love you all you guys are great and actually we did on Twitter oh, we yeah. heard from one we did it was amazing oh my god I'm so jealous it just yeah. seems like it was all these people who were all like poets and like yeah. Ivy League post grads yeah like English majors in college and yeah. like of proper amazing colleges well like two like, PhDs what? now yeah. Just really impressive writers. I know, I'm so jealous of them. Sidelining with a sweet valley. Yeah, that would have been my dream job straight out of college. And indeed now. (laughs) (laughs) Many have changed in that respect. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So uh, we we find out that uh, Caroline didn't dance with anybody because her bitch sister is like, oh, did you dance with anyone? Oh, everybody was doing this. What about you? Why are you asking her that? Yeah. Like, you're not asking it in a sort of friendly way. No, she's, yeah, she's being mean about it. She is a cow. She is. Um, she's very condescending. Yes. And Caroline's really annoyed with her. She's like, I'll yeah. show you. Yeah. And then there's a really, oh, this is really sad as well. So Anita asks her, what are you up to today? And she's like, oh, I'm going to the beach with the Wakefields. Oh, you know the Wakefields, don't you? Oh, and Jesus. of course she does. Yeah, Anita thought the Wakefields were the nicest girls in Caroline's class. Like, why do you care? You're in college. Yeah. What? <laughs> Like, she's two years older than her, basically. I'm two years uh, older than the sister next yeah, yeah, after yeah. me. I did not go out telling her what <laughs> randomers in her class to make friends with. Well, she had her own friends, so she didn't. But um, it's just the it's idea. So, everyone is so obsessed with the Wakefields, and it's just ridiculous. It's unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Carolyn lies and says she has arranged to go yeah, with them. Because I think what actually happened, she kind of. Ta- said she'd tag along and Jessica was, like didn't say no she was yeah. non-committal so she's kind of like oh fuck it I'll chance it yeah but, <laughs> but she's, as far as Anita's concerned I'm going with the Wakefields this and then she turns school. up at the Wakefields house yeah. and um, 
and she sort of admitted to herself that she's actually lonely. Yeah. You know, the reason she 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 doesn't just want a boyfriend to be cool. She wants yeah. a boyfriend because she she's wants... lonely. Yeah. dicks in this town. Oh, they're so awful. They yeah. really are. I mean, we say it every, every <laughs> fortnight, but like, it is... It's kind of a given at this stage, but we still need to say it. <laughs> it's still very, very much true. So, finally, mm. page nine. My God. How did it take this long? Outrageous. We are in Calico Drive. All right. Actually, I think you're already in Calico Drive because doesn't Caroline she live won't. on their road? Oh, does she? Well, didn't isn't that how she saw oh, Jessica in yeah. book one? She might live close. She's by very herself. local. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, we uh, when she calls at the door, Jess sees who it is and is like, "Oh, make an excuse. Tell her I'm yeah. in bed." Prince Elizabeth. It's like stop. Bailing her out immediately, like, oh. let her go answer the door. I know. And then it's really, really painful. It's quite awkward. She turns up and uh, she, she asks Liz, like, you know, basically either go to the beach and Liz isn't going because she's working on a play for yeah. this school competition. And Caroline just handles everything really yeah. badly. Oh, it's really awkward. <laughs> but it's really convincing because I... Yeah. Have met people like this, okay, and you yeah. know they're trying to be nice. They just keep saying the wrong thing. Yeah, but they yeah. sort of try to kind of be friendly in yeah. a way that's almost okay. overstepping weirdly. Yeah, intrusive yeah. or something. <laughs> so it rings very true, and it's very, yeah. um, and you can see why Liz is annoyed because I've been annoyed yeah. and I've experienced it. But you can still see the Caroline's trying yeah. to make friends. Yeah. It's and just going about it all wrong. Yeah, she's like, going, oh, I'm sure you'll win this competition. I'm sure no one will else will even enter. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And we find out Bill Chase, by the way, this will come up later. Bill oh, yeah. Chase is entering this playwriting competition. Yes. As well. Um, and uh, finally, like, Caroline pushes Liz into being kind of irritated because she's going on about, well, Todd's, Todd's going to be there. Yeah. And it's like, what? What? this is none of your business. Yeah, what if he is? <laughs> Um, so Liz but fobs her off and Caroline's like oh I suppose I'll get the bus then and off she goes and I know she was kind of annoying but I still feel really bad for her yeah it is tragic yeah Um, but on her way to the bus stop oh this is so tenuous and stupid (laughs) go on tell us what happened (laughs) so yeah she's walking down the driveway and there's like a bin that's been left out for collection Mm -hmm. and she finds a like, dog has knocked it oh, over. A dog has knocked the lid off. That's what it is. So she's being helpful. She's putting the lid back on. But there's a photocopy of a letter mm. sitting on top of all the rubbish that catches her eye. It's not covered in like bits of food. No, or no, just wiggling in the breeze. <laughs> being very tempting. And all we know for now is that it's a letter Ooh. from Alice Wakefield yes. to a company in San Francisco. <laughs> so apparently it's some kind of explosive gossip that she's now got her hands on. So she's ticking time bomb. She scurries off to the beach. Yes. Um, but of course, you know, it's going to take her a while to get there by public transport. Yes. And meanwhile, on the beach, mm-hmm. Lila's there and she's still bitter about Regina <laughs> being on the cover of Ingenue. So bitter. Oh God. Lila is so great um, in, in the, we're in, we're recording three episodes yeah. today and she is awesome in all three books. Yeah. She is so entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, she's going on about Regina looking cross-eyed on the cover. It's like, well, yeah. at least she isn't flat-faced. Flat <laughs> you would say that with your flat face, you bitch. <laughs> Never gets old. 
So flat-faced Lila. <laughs> She's now known. <laughs> forever nicknamed. Oh, she claims how she thinks modelling is vulgar. She's yeah. kind of amazing about it. She's, she's just so like, funny. you cannot keep her dead for long. No. Like, I know she's evil, but I <laughs> got a solution. God damn, I love her. She's got more style and better evilness than Jessica. She does, yeah. A much more polished kind of evil. <laughs> exactly. More entertainingly evil. Yeah. Um, but then Caroline turns up and she's... She's kind of awkward and um, as usual, she's over friendly. Yeah. And Lila is kind of bitchy to her. And um, so she tries to get, you know, because she's basically arrived. She's been at the beach. Li- or Caroline's been at the beach for like a couple of hours. Yeah, she's just been wandering around looking for someone she knows. Yeah. around the place. And, you know, she doesn't really have anybody to hang out with. Yeah. So as usual, to try and get people's attention when they start having a few jibes at her. She uses, does what she always does. But she gossips. gossip, yeah. yeah. And this time it's about Ricky Capaldo, our yeah. old pal. And Annie Whitman. Yeah, they've had a fight. Supposedly. Apparently, yeah. At the party the previous night. There's yeah. yeah, I don't know what was the story. It was there. a bit <laughs> like Maria. I think they were, it was, oh, Annie yeah. was supposedly jealous of, of Maria. And that's basically just how she gets... You know, that's her only social weapon. Yeah. Is this is how she can this is her social currency. Yeah. And um I'm afraid something happens now that you know we're always saying, This never happens again. <laughs> well, we have been snared once more. Indeed. Because there's a little bit where uh, Kara's all like, Oh, Ricky's available, maybe I'll go out with him. It's not like I've got any other you know, men on the horizon and Jess makes a mean crack about maybe you can go out with Winston, ha ha ha. And Caroline's upset. Because she once had a crush on him yeah. and he never paid any attention. Aww. And I remember a few books ago, there was a bit where Caroline, I think it was around the period of um, Power Play, okay. when Winston was being a dick about Robin. Yeah. There was stuff about Caroline fancying him and Winston kind of avoiding oh. her. Oh my God, I did not pick up on that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm possibly saying, like, okay. oh yeah, that never happens yeah, yeah. again. Nothing comes of that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh don't okay. Caroline's big crush on Winston. <gasps> but there it is. So apparently she had a crush on him, but he never paid her any attention okay. and she uh doesn't she she doesn't seem to still like him, but it's like a reminder of yeah, her a tragic state. Kind of from, from earlier. Yeah. So there you go, and more continuity from Sweet Valley writers, which <laughs> Frankly, I'd never expect. And <laughs> We're just amazed at any kind of continuity. <laughs> <laughs> so Lila suggests John Pfeiffer. Boo. Boo. And Caroline, of course, has gossip about him being kicked off the paper by Penny. Well, almost being kicked off because his copy was late. Um, and uh, then she starts making enigmatic remarks about the right guy. You know, well, maybe you've got to wait. And yeah. of course, this is a cue. To bring up Adam. Yeah. So she goes on about him. In a kind of ridiculous fashion. <laughs> it always is a bit ridiculous. It is, it is. And unsurprisingly, the others are kind of suspicious because, like, his letters that she reads out are so poetic. Yeah, and it is kind of a weird thing to do to read out the letters as well yeah. to people. It is a bit trying too hard. Performative. Yeah. Mm. So they start getting suspicious and they're like, oh, you know, she's, she's kind of covering like well he has to write me these amazing letters because we don't see each other yeah. and they're like well why don't you see each other when is he coming <laughs> up and she's like oh there's Maria bye <laughs> <laughs> she runs off to get some gossiping info and while she's off doing this which really um, uh, doesn't go down well with uh, with Maria um, she she comes back to find Jess is impersonating her oh this is really mean yeah 
So she's impersonating her annoying voice and is like, oh, you know, no wonder they have to depend on letters because you wouldn't be able to listen to her terrible voice. Oh, God. And she comes back and she overhears it. Oh, Jess has caught rapid. Like, yeah. yeah. But of course, Jess is shameless. Completely. She's like, oh no, we're just being silly. Oh, whatever. It's like, oh my God, you just didn't even have the dignity to be embarrassed. Like. And she's kind of, she's like, oh, so what did Maria say? And when Caroline admits that Maria told her to mind her own business, yeah. Jess sneers at her. And this is just too much for Caroline. Yeah. So she snaps. She, she whips out her new gossip. Yeah, it's good. Letter. And I'm glad she does because I want to say, like, fuck you, Jessica. <laughs> you had this coming. <laughs> she totally did. So go on. Reveal all. So the letter is from Alice, written to a large design firm in San Francisco, mm. where she thanks them for their job offer, <gasps> saying she has to think it over. But, but the position looks too attractive to turn down. Yes, and she just, she need at least a month to mm. move her whole family. What? <laughs> what? So are the Wakefields going to San Francisco? Oh, can it be? I mean... Oh, they go, well, we know what would happen if they le- left. It would be... Oh, it collapses into Elmouth. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, you know, really, it's for the best of yeah, the good like of the community. Ravens leaving the Tower of London kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, Jessica covers and pretends she knew all about it. Yeah, that is kind of that is quite crafty, actually. Yeah, I'm just like fair play. Don't not let the bastard see you squirm. Yeah, can't believe I was on her side but, for it. But it's, yeah, it's flip flopping a lot. It's quick thinking. <laughs> it's quick thinking, and she is stunned, and uh, <laughs> she makes her excuses and leaves yeah, to run off. Yeah. And uh, because the thought of leaving Sweet Valley is quote a fate too horrible <laughs> to, to consider. consider. So dramatic. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. In fairness, there's nowhere else on earth where they would be worshipped like gods the way they are here. So. Yeah. San Francisco doesn't give a fuck about yeah. the Wakefields. <laughs> and rightly so. So we get back to Casadale Wakefield and it is an ultimate house description. We hear that it's an attractive split level home. We get a little shout out to the Spanish tiles. Oh, yes. <laughs> and... Um, we get a little description of the Hershey bar because Jess is wandering around the house feeling sorry for herself and she wails, it's taken forever to get this room like this. <laughs> Your gross brown walls. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like chocolate brown is a beautiful colour, but, but in walls, right, like, it's so yeah. oppressive. Dark colours in a bedroom. I don't understand it at all. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um... Liz is uh, laughing at Jessica's melodramatic ways, but she stops laughing when she hears about the letter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Jessica has the letter. I think Carolyn must have given it to her. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Did she grab it and run off? Maybe, she, yeah, yeah, she has she it. She must have done. Yeah, because she actually has it in her hand. Yeah. And Ned and Alice come home and uh, Jess basically explodes <laughs> at them. <laughs> like she's wailing and, and Screaming as usual. <laughs> she does that a lot. She does. And we're told usually the sight of her mother's youthful blue-eyed face brought a smile to Jessica's face. Oh god. Because she's so beautiful. She's so young and looking and like her sister. Oh god. <laughs> um so we find out that uh Alice reveals that she just heard from this company a week ago. This isn't some big thing that's been going on for a while. Yeah. And it's a big design firm, and they wrote to her asking her to head up one of their departments. And She's just been discussing it with Ned, but they agree it might be nice to have a change. Mm. And um, Liz, even Liz is starting to get a bit freaked out now. Yeah, she kind of, yeah, because she's, she's gotten the lowdown from Jessica and she's like, we're going to be reasonable, it's going to be grand. But even she kind of starts to freak out a bit during dinner. Yeah, as well. it's like, what, really? Well, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Ned and Alice are like, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll be a bit of a tough transition, but, you know. And then Jessica, 
like is doing even more shrieking and then finally cracks and says like this is you know really important for your mother's career yeah it's like I'm actually quite impressed that Ned respects his wife's yeah career in its own right I don't think he sounded like he respects her career up to now but actually in this one he is quite a good husband yeah he's standing up for her and not taking no shit yeah and Jess gets so hysterical oh god like Literally railing and screaming even more, yeah. which I know she's been doing it, but she's like, she's not stopping. It's quite, it's going on for quite a long time. And then it's like, okay, look, you are not in any fit state yeah. to talk about this. Go to your room. Yeah, so, yeah, Jessica kind of storms off and Elizabeth follows, but it's actually, there's a really weird kind of detail that keeps popping up about their napkins. <laughs> I just like, I noted for each bit. It's like, when Ned is kind of losing the rag, he's like, he angrily throws his napkin down on the table. Oh. And then when Jessica storms off, she tossed her napkin on the table and charges upstairs. And then when Elizabeth was going, she murmured, folding the napkin <laughs> neatly inside. <laughs> Why all the napkin detail? <laughs> the language of napkins! It's like wow. Little secret signals and napkins. Maybe the ghostwriter of this one, like, I don't know, maybe her family are napkin magnates. Now we know they're all like, <laughs> trying to get a little plug for the old family business, the equivalent of the Patman canning factory. I just thought that was so funny. It's like wow. napkin shows up like three times in the one page. It's like that is Literally too page. much napkin detail. More napkins than you get in all the rest of the books put together yeah I think um, so Liz goes after having folded the napkin obviously <laughs> respectfully folding of her course. napkin she takes napkins seriously she does. as you should yes. buy napkins from the <laughs> East Coast Napkin Company uh, but she's really upset about the thought of leaving but she's like we need a plan and she's all sort of mischievous Ooh. sparkling eyes there's a mischievous sparkle in her turquoise eyes Ooh. turquoise no that's um, and uh, she's like right you know I thought you were good at scheming and Jess says like oh our scheming days are over because we've got to leave <laughs> it's like yeah good because they you won't be treated like gods if you go to an actual city so you really won't have any opportunities to fucking s- reality for you yeah <laughs> and not a moment too soon if you ask me I don't like that yeah. <laughs> So it's sometime later and I don't know if it's the same day or not. Who yeah. cares? And Liz is working at her play, but she's finding it really difficult. And we find out that she got inspiration from her play from Olivia. Yes. Because she <laughs> loaned her um, uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Sonnets from the Portuguese. And uh, Elizabeth is so moved mm. by these beautiful love poems. Yeah. Um, that she decides to research. And actually, the story of Elizabeth Barrett Browning is really interesting mm. because she was an invalid. Yes. She was in her 30s. Virginia Woolf wrote a book about her dog. Oh. Yeah, it's called Flush. Oh. It's really cute. <laughs> it's about, like a little spaniel called Flush. Cute. And once Elizabeth Barrett Browning's dog Flush was kidnapped no by way. dog nappers. What? Yes. And they demanded loads of money, like £100 or something, which was like crazy amounts of money in those days. Whoa. And Elizabeth Barrett Browning went to the East End to claim Flush back. And she did. Fucking hell. So they uh, they should have written the play about she that. She should have written about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, she and her husband wrote all these letters to each other. Yeah. And uh, that are full of, you know, love. And they're during their courtship. It's like a, yeah. a courtship by letters. And Le- uh, Liz has been inspired. She, she has. To write a doubtless 
terrible fucking play. I know. I know. What I think is so funny. It's a one act play, and she's basically just filling it with their letters. So yeah. It's like, what are you actually writing? What here? is the play? <laughs> what is happening in it? Is it just them writing? This seems like, like you're a, just ripping out their letters and putting them into a play. Yeah, like, having somebody happening. reading out bits of each one like that. That seems to be literally it. Yeah. Uh, but now it obviously has an added poignancy. You know, these letters of separation. <gasps> she might be separated from Todd. And spoiler alert: give her another. I don't know, twenty books. Uh, yeah, about that. Mm. She will be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway she uh, she's so upset she's she's late for a double date with Olivia and Roger ah. and uh, Todd is downstairs and she's like oh I hope they don't mention the move because I don't want to tell Todd yet yeah. in case until it's definite yeah because you know, it might not happen so she's kind of just not dealing with it really yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fair enough so they go you know it's a big thing they go to the Dairy Burger mm-hmm. and uh, Liz is all distracted and we find that Olivia is like already up there getting food for everyone who that? Stop ordering for each other. Yeah, like who said? If I went to meet my friends somewhere, they're like, "Oh, sorry, just open the counter. We're ordering for you." Like, yeah. what? No, you're not. Also, Olivia is balancing all these milkshakes on a tray, and did we not have large, really odd sections of the last one all about how difficult she found it balancing trays at like barbecues? <laughs> you think she? You think she'd be staying off the food? Uh, um, Carrying for <laughs> porter work. Getting it all tangled up in her floaty scarves. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, Caroline approaches and everybody's like, oh, God, yeah. sir. Um, and she asks Liz to apologise to Jess for her. And of course, this uh, yeah. reveals the like, Wakefield's moving Potential stuff. move. So she and, kind of puts her foot in it. Massively. And she actually yeah. was sincerely apologising. She, was, she wasn't yeah. doing it as a sort of uh, sneaky. Oops. Yeah. It was yeah, quite genuine. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Liz has to break bad news to Todd. Caroline's really mortified. It's like everything she tries to do to... She messes it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jess has called into Ned's office with its antique mahogany desk. Mm. Very fancy. And she she's like, oh, what sort of case are you working on? A divorce case? You won't be able to do that in San Francisco. How are you going to be a... Good- There's no divorce in San Francisco. <laughs> It's 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 the most you know traditional city in America, happiest place on earth. Actually, oh, I'd love to go to San Francisco. Um, rather live there in the Sweet Valley for about ten million reasons. But um, he's like, yeah, you know, yes, I'll lose some clients, but it'll be a, and it'll be a sacrifice. But you know, I could do even better in San Francisco. Yes, mm. you're in like this shithole. Yeah, but I'm, you know, <laughs> this stupid, ridiculous. So it does inexplicably have one of the top modeling agencies on well, the yeah, East Coast. Coast. <laughs> That's true. It is the modeling hub of the East Coast. <laughs> or, or the West. Or, or oh, wait, so terrible. West Coast, yeah. yeah. Oops. Um, and she, he finds out, look, you're going to be going to college soon and you'll be moving on anyway. That's what he thinks. Yeah. Good luck with that one, Dad. And she's like, oh, maybe I won't go to college. I'll get a job here. Oh, and God. he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Get out of my office. And he points out, you know, look, your mother has made so many sacrifices for you too. Yes, which is fair. And, you know, we're a family and you can make sacrifices yeah. for her. God damn it, Jess. And then on her way out, she bumps into Dennis. Oh, Dennis. Another person we never thought we'd see again. Yeah. Young Dennis, but uh. she's reminded of how young he is. 15. Yeah. yeah, she really just kind of, she hardly says a word to him. She's kind of no, rude. she's really rude. Like, yeah. Oh, he doesn't, he can't drive. She's like, oh, hi, Dennis, and just kind of walks off. Like, and he looks sadly after her. Poor Dennis. <laughs> So, uh, meanwhile, Caroline's at the library giving back some old leather-bound books yes. because, of course, you know, if you read about somebody from the olden days, you're reading a, you know, Georgian 
Eighty percent century tomes. They only come in tomes. <laughs> Leather tomes. Yes. It's not even just a normal hardback. You blow the dust off the cover first. <laughs> it's the ritual. And the librarian is like, oh, pretty much doesn't put it in these terms but it's like wow you wait ages for somebody to get out a book on Browning and now everyone's after them yeah because there's someone else who's been waiting for these books uh oh her name is Lisa, Lisa or Lucy or <gasps> who could that be yeah she can't remember and like who does not remember the Wakefields uh, well, yeah who is this library she should be fired <laughs> she's very suspicious yeah she's not gonna last she's not gonna be in the next book oh god why? I'm not even saying that again <laughs> Come back. And actually, this is kind of cute. The librarian's like, oh, I just thought maybe the two of you could start a Browning club. Aww. Aww. I think they should. They should. They obviously both like the, you know, yeah. the Browning letters. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Caroline has no time for this sort of nonsense. She wants to get going. So she gets, uh, she's called another book in and she takes it home. And then she takes her typewriter and opens volume three of Browning's letters. Mm. And she copies out a letter and she adds loads of imaginary Adam stuff about his life. Yeah, loads of little details and she kind of changes a few words around in that. But yeah, it's, it's pretty much a browning letter. Yes. <laughs> so a bit of Adam flavour. <laughs> yes. So basically the words of uh, sort of, I don't know, mid 19th century poet, yeah. <laughs> very convincingly, coming out of a 16 year old in California. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and we get some little insight we hear that the first time she read a fake letter she felt really stupid but it went down so well at school that you know next time it was easier but mm. now she's starting to feel a bit weird about it all yeah it's kind of a web of lies at this stage and she's a bit like shit how do I get yeah. rid of this now <laughs> and also and this is the poignant bit it actually it makes her feel sad to write a letter to herself Aww. as it would yeah one would imagine so it's just that now people are actually paying attention to her she's like hmm yeah. Better keep it up. And as she says, people will think I'm worthless without oh, Adam. This is because the messages that this terrible town, and indeed these terrible books, <laughs> sends to teenage girls. Yeah. Because, like, society in the Sweet Valley world reinforces this. Aww. So she's like, well, you know, Anita thinks I'm worthless now without a boyfriend. So I'm going to tell her about Adam. Yeah. Uh. So Anita she, is such a fucking wagon. Oh <laughs> my god! It's nicer in the first place. None of this would happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good point. So she decides to reveal all about Adam by faking a phone call. Very oh cunning. God. Yeah, yeah, because Anita doesn't know about about Adam. Yeah. So, so this is how you Caroline know, kind of takes it up a notch, kind of pretending to be on the phone. Yeah, too. it's like That's acting like another, another level of it. Yeah, it? she is a good actor. Yeah. So Caroline, Anita comes home and Caroline pretends like grabs the phone and is yeah. like, Oh, oh Adam, Adam. <laughs> ooh, you're so ooh, you're so brilliant. And Anita's like, Hmm. She's on the phone to a boy because yeah. she obviously never has been before. And finally, Anita's impressed with her because Anita is as shallow as everyone else. Fuck's sake. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Yeah. And um, Caroline obviously can't give whatever ridiculous backstory she made up for. Oh, yeah, because she told everyone else that she met him at a party her parents gave. So she has another backstory for Anita. Oh, where so it's complicated. That, yeah, it's like this is this is levels of uh, of lying. Lies within lies. Yeah. So she tells her that she went up to Cold Springs with a debating team, which actually yeah. must have happened. But then she says, "Oh, I met him there. He was on the other team." Yeah, which actually so. is uh, quite. Why didn't she say that in the first yeah, place? Yeah, that would have made more. Only because people from school. Oh, that's there. true. Somebody else must be on the debating yeah. team with her. So. Lies for different people. <laughs> oh, oh good lord. So yeah, they hit it off at the debating team. Um, and uh, they started writing to each other and as the 
And the Mason Jane the Virgin would say, <laughs> they fell in love. <laughs> I need more Jane the Virgin. <laughs> oh, so why? We're not getting episodes from the new series every week on Netflix. Yeah, why the hell not? I know. Rude. Yeah. Someone sorted out. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, we know Give Netflix us our weekly that. Jane the Virgin, like they have in Britain. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Anita wants to see the letters. And uh, one thing struck me. Where are the envelopes? She's always like <gasps> lugging them around, oh. just in letter form. Like I am old enough to have, you know, got lots of letters Posted when friends letters, were away, yeah. um, like in school holidays yeah. and in college holidays and stuff. And you always keep them with you the letter with the envelopes. The envelope, yeah. You never just take the envelope out and chuck it away. Yeah. So mm, mm. that's a and you know you think Anita would wonder why she's just suddenly wafting these sheets of paper yeah. around the house. <laughs> yeah. There's no proof of postage here. Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, 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 she, Anita is impressed by Caroline. Yeah. It has worked. Uh, but suddenly she's all like, oh, let's hang out. Let's get your hair done. I'm going to give you a makeover. Mall. Like you couldn't have fucking done this before. Like. <laughs> you <laughs> are a terrible sister. Nice to her, like. <laughs> and uh, now she's worthy of a makeover because yeah. the boy is like deigned to pay her some attention. Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> and even Caroline is a bit aware of that this is kind of dodge you know it's like oh is this what it took she actually says she's only interested in me right now because of Adam yeah which is true because she's just been completely disinterested up to now like yeah oh she's a terrible sister and she is responsible for Caroline yes social we blame her inadequacies (laughs) so to speak so meanwhile we see uh, Liz and Jess have uh, started scheming yeah (laughs) and Jesus and as usual (sighs) The scheme is stupid. It's so stupid. So can you explain what their scheme is? Yeah, they go to the Sweet Valley Chamber of Commerce Mm. and basically sign their parents up to a bunch of mailing lists. So (laughs) they're basically just spamming their parents with (laughs) junk mail about Sweet Valley. It's like, if anything, that's just going to piss them off, you'd imagine. (laughs) And Jessica has uh, another... some plan of attack and that while they're getting all these leaflets about how brilliant Sweet Valley is yeah. Jessica's going to tell them how terrible San Francisco oh is God, yeah. well, what a brilliant idea they'll never see through that <laughs> and we get our first little reference and this is something that I realise does stretch out over a few books the Sweet Valley Centennial yeah actually yeah oh. this is the first little reference to it yeah so apparently there's going to be a beauty contest which of course Jessica wants to enter of course oh, <laughs> So, Caroline has had a makeover. Yes, so she got her hair done. She's got like a scoop neck t-shirt on. Mm. She's feeling good. She's not wearing her high buttoned, uh, buttoned Irish school blouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she bumps into Bill and she makes small talk. And yet again, oh, her lack of social up. skills. But, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's really sad. She just asks him all these... His questions, her questions are kind of intrusive. Yeah, she's kind of bombards him with questions about the play and he's just a bit like, I don't really want to talk about it. And she's <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. I saw you talking about to Mr. Jaworski, the drama teacher, yeah. um, you know, is, uh, you know, what was that about? Oh, and yeah. he's like, my job business. He gets a bit cagey about it and he's like, yeah, doesn't want to talk about that and whatever yeah. and kind of fobs her off. And uh, he's he's annoyed with her. And yeah. then Annie approaches and she's really pissed off. And she's like, why the hell have you been spreading rumours about me? I don't care about Ricky and Maria being friends. Yeah. Like, we're all friends. Yeah. And um, Yeah, she's like, Ricky and her nearly broke up because of the, the rumours. And it's like, oh shit. Like, she's not jealous. Um, yeah. So Caroline's fucked up again. And then she sees Liz and she's hoping she can make up for the instant in the dairy burger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but of course, she does it in oh. her own uniquely... Crap way. 
Caroline, she's just going around sticking her foot in it like all morning. Um, yeah, so this time she tells the Liz that Bill was, you know, talking to Mr. Jarowski and getting help from him for his play, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, kind of implies that he's cheating. Yeah, because that's against the rules. You're not yeah. meant to get, you know, any input from teachers. Which is a bit, yeah. I don't know. Oh, this whole play thing is stupid. It is. <laughs> Like, I don't care about it. It's just a device to figure some shit out later. It is very stupid and doesn't really make sense. And after Caroline goes, Todd is like, mm, she's a troublemaker. But then they see another troublemaker and it's good old Bruce. Oh, fuck. This is so annoying. Yeah, like, it is... Todd is in the middle of saying that Caroline's a troublemaker. She, you know, she gets involved in other people's business. Elizabeth literally holds up her hand to tell him to be quiet and then goes, what's Regina and Bruce doing over there? And it's like, maybe you should mind your own fucking yeah, business, Elizabeth. take a look at the mirror. <laughs> you goddamn hypocrite. If you want to make the world a better place, oh. take a look at yourself. <laughs> then make, make a change. change. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Bruce in action. Oh, this is atrocious. Oh. This is how he flirts, right? So he's he's... Uh, comes up to uh, Regina and Regina has heard some rumours about him. She knows that he's rich and she's heard that driving isn't the only thing he's fast at. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes on about how he saw her cover on Ingenue and there's this absolutely terrible bit where he says you must be a pretty special girl Regina Regina laughed wrinkling her nose <laughs> not special enough to be able to figure out this math homework she giggled oh don't ask me Fuck. I'm just a girl <laughs> that is exactly what I thought of oh my god like in Malibu Stacey over here oh, she really is fucking hell oh god so um, she's like <laughs> and Bruce like let me take a look he said helpfully oh wow oh, both of you are as bad as each other <laughs> within minutes he'd showed her a shortcut and the problem was done wow and then she's like thanks Bruce <laughs> he wasn't such a bad guy after all she thought to herself sneaking an appreciative look at Bruce's powerful build Ooh. and chiselled features <laughs> and then he's like have you ever driven in a Porsche <laughs> well I have one <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I have one. Like, okay, okay, good we know. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and he's like, oh, can I take you for a drive? Meet oh, you after school? And she's like, yeah, I'll find you. And he's like, oh, yeah. sassy. And Bruce is actually, he actually blushes and is a bit awkward because he's... I it? find that very unconvincing. Yeah, so do I. But it's like, Bruce had never met a girl who was so obviously unflustered by his advances and he didn't quite know what to say. It's like, mm. it doesn't sound like Bruce at all. No. Yeah, not very... Yeah. No. I don't think you'd be that easily flustered. No, neither do I. Uh, but uh, anyway, he's smitten. <laughs> yeah. He genuinely is. And Caroline uh, bumps into Jess and Lila. They're like, oh, your hair looks great. But by the time Adam turns up, it'll have all grown out. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <hell. laughs> They're such <laughs> And then Caroline's like, well, he, he can't afford to come down here, which of course horrifies Lila. Oh, no. <laughs> the idea of somebody just, you know, jetting down. <laughs> He doesn't have much money. Oh, Lila said distastefully, putting down her yogurt. It's put her off her yogurt. It's oh. <laughs> like, oh, poor people. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised uh. she even stays at the table. I know. <laughs> she just flips the table and walk away. <laughs> just like, what? No, she can't afford a play, uh, uh, bus ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and off she goes. Yeah. But no, she doesn't. Um, and Jess wants to see the latest letter, which is usually, as usual, mm. is full of uh, flowery yeah. speech. 
And uh, she's like, mm, well, we're going to see. We want to see him. And Caroline's like, oh, shit, they're going to keep pressing about this. Yeah, this, this, yeah, she needs a solution to this. Yeah, she's like, she was swimming in dangerous waters. And with sharks like Jessica and Lila about, she might not make it out alive. Well, at least someone sees them for who they, what they are. are. Yeah. Glamorous sharks. <laughs> Flatface. Oh, Flatface. Hammerheads. <laughs> I bet there's some sort of creature called a flat-faced shark. Yeah, yes, the flat-faced shark and native I... to Southern California. <laughs> the blue Pacific waters. <laughs> so Alice gets home to find that the twins have produced a fancy feast. Oh, yes. From Sweet Valley's finest food producers. Indeed. Um, including veal parmesan from somewhere called Vito's, which I've never heard of before. Yeah, apparently it's like their favourite place. And oh, they're after getting... Okay, I do like this. They're after getting um, a lovely bunch of flowers from a place called Petal Pushers. Oh! <laughs> I'm like, finally, a good oh, job. An amazing name. That's worthy of iZombie. Oh. You know where all the yes. businesses have amazing fun they names, do. like the evil funeral home is called Shady Plots. Shady Plots is so good. Um, yeah, so pe- shout out to Petal Pushers. They are making Petal up for the, the, the sports shop. The, old, the, the shops. Oh, God damn it. It's worthy of Foxy Mama. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Petal Bushers and Foxy Mama. So pleased. I hope they're side by side. <laughs> so Liz is going to read her play to her family. Oh, God. Oh, God. I bet they're all just like, oh, do we have oh, to? Just jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't. Bye. <laughs> so, but anyway, Jessica, to my amazement, actually sits through this. But then she <laughs> recognises some familiar lines. Oh, yes. And yeah, because Adam Adam supposedly wrote about how you know he was going to look in the direction of Sweet Valley and yeah. think of her. And um uh one of the brown The Browning the, one is I look in the direction of London and Jessica's like, Oh, <gasps> I get this, I know what's going on here. And um then she's like, Oh, I've got her, I've got her. Yeah. She's like, This is Adam's letter. Yeah. And maybe there is if Adam copied this letter, yeah. maybe there isn't even an Adam. Indeed. Maybe it's Caroline copying yeah. this letter. This whole thing is bogus. Blown this case wide open. And there's kind of a great bit when the Elizabeth finishes her tedious play and um <laughs> they all give her a standing ovation. All three, all three of them. Fuck's sake. Stop humoring her. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> and then Liz says, Bravo, Liz, it's the best play I ever heard. Sorry I can't stay and help you celebrate. <laughs> I've got an important call to make. <laughs> and she runs off and tells Lila the truth. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but Lila reckons oh, yeah. that he's just plagiarising. Lila reckons there is still an Adam that he's just plagiarising the letters and that Caroline doesn't know. Yeah, and that that is actually quite a sensible assumption. Yeah, but Jessica's more suspicious. Yeah, and she's actually horrible because she's just like, no one would fancy her. Yeah, so rude. Yeah. I mean, no, she's annoying and everything, but you know, so are you, Jessica. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You're beating them off with a stick, supposedly. Um, But yeah, she's she's suspicious. She's like, why are the letters typed? And Lila's not so sure, but Jess is like, right, the next Pi Beta meeting, which, as it turns out, as we mentioned earlier, she's still in for some, despite the fact she's this hated outcast loser. Yeah, what the hell? Mm. Um, And they're going to make her. for, force her basically to produce Adam not yeah. sure how they're going to do this but we see that Jessica is effectively in a quite convincing sort of transference business is blaming she associates Caroline with the letter like the and the move as- to San Francisco yeah. it's like it's Caroline's fault they're moving to San Francisco yeah, there's somehow no, there's no logic to this <laughs> none but kind of amazingly she says that she'll to herself she'll make Caroline pay if it's the last thing I do in Sweet Valley <laughs> so villainous she's got to go out <laughs> Jesus as a joint bitch yeah. <laughs> So um, 
they had their Pribita meeting in Casey's Ice Cream Parlour. Oh, yeah. Which is an established location. It is. And Liz and Enid aren't there. Mm. Um, and Caroline is the centre of attention. But what's fuck up? By the way, my notes for this, I'm talking about Caroline being in the sorority, are how the fuck did she get in? <laughs> <laughs> Questions <laughs> unanswered. Yeah, you're still asking this. <laughs> and she's reading a letter from Adam. Like, why do they all want to hear these letters? So Who weird. cares? Yeah. I don't think I'd want to hear every. Maybe my best like, friend like reading out the texts from your boyfriend to someone. Yeah. Like no one cares. Yeah, like like I'm happy you're happy, but I don't want to. Hear and when I was text. a teenager, I probably if my best friend wanted to read out a letter like that, then in fact she wouldn't read it out. She showed it to me. Yeah, yeah. But secondly, like if it was some random girl in my class I wasn't really friends with, yeah, I don't give a shit. Doing a dramatic reading of my boyfriend's letter, <laughs> like okay, I'm busy. See ya. <laughs> Well, sweet values are not like you would die. No. Um, <laughs> we would not last in sweet values. <laughs> um, but Carol, Lila's making her move. So she's like, right, we have to see him. I'm going to throw him a party. And Carol's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to see him this weekend. You can't. She's like, fine, next weekend. Yeah. So Caroline really can't get out. Yeah, Lila's not taking no for an answer. Yeah. Uh, so back in Calico Drive, Ned and Alice are snowed under by brochures. <laughs> And they're kind of amused by it. So they're like, oh, we haven't been to Las Palmas Canyon. Never met you yeah, before. They're kind of playing along a little bit. They're kind of, a, yeah. yeah. I think they kind of think it's sweet. And then we find out Jess is doing a project <laughs> on disasters. <laughs> yeah. Um, the dangers of San Francisco. Oh, it's so subtle. Yes. Ken is doing urban blight. So much smog and crime in San Francisco. Smog is such a 90s thing as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Isn't it? Everyone was always talking about smog back yeah, then. It was such a thing. Mm. Ah, smog. <laughs> Remember the smog? Yeah. Good old smog. No, not no, good old bad smog. smog. No, bad smog. <laughs> so meanwhile, Liz is like, oh, we need to take you to dinner and Tiberino's where Ned proposed where did all these Italian places come from there are no Italians in Sweet Valley so exactly it's like Maria's family are the only <laughs> ones and her dad's the mayor so we know they're not running <laughs> um, but it'll be their last time there but then they're all like oh in San Francisco you can go to Chinatown and we find out her dad is allergic to Chinese <laughs> food like what the fuck yeah, that's, Chinese food that isn't not, one ingredient does check out. it's not a homogenous thing like <laughs> So, Szechuan, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever part of China, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's in it. doesn't matter if it's meat. doesn't matter if it's Mapo tofu, which I'm going to be eating this very evening. Um, <laughs> no, nothing. He's allergic to it all. All of us. So, yes, because uh, also, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but I mean, we've talked about the racial dynamics of Sweet Valley before. Yeah. And, oh, this city where, you know, that is that where there's Chinese food. Oh no! It's, you know there Jeez. might it mightn't be have the terrifying racial ordinances <laughs> that have kept that have kept um, Sweet Valley basically like a the fucking clan in America. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. They're they've got a but they, I think there's a reason they're scared of moving somewhere more diverse. I'll oh just put God. it that way. Yeah, um, it all makes sense. Yeah, it really does. So Caroline is stressed. Because she's had to pretend she's been in Cold Springs for the whole weekend. Yeah. And if she... like, But she's... As we find out later, she's been out and about. So, like... Yeah, she well, hasn't been doing a good job she of pretending she's... She was out and about, she's... though, out at the canyon, wasn't that it? So it's not like she was around Sweet Valley. Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, So she's got, actually, a good 
trick up her sleeve. She does. This is actually really crafty. Yeah, this is good. So yeah. her cousin used to go out with a um, non-imaginary guy. Yeah, Springs. They exist. It's a real place. Yeah. And g- somehow gave Caroline a T-shirt from. Yeah, he'd given her a T-shirt from Cold Springs, and then she just gave it to Caroline when they broke up. Yeah, which actually does make sense, that, I suppose. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, and they do have, you know, those t-shirts like I I think I still have it in the back of a wardrobe so when I went out with an American many many years ago <laughs> I did have a um, he did give me a t-shirt from his Houston lacrosse team no way oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of amazing they play lacrosse like in a Mallory Towers book wow yeah. I would not have thought that yeah probably all the rage and who knew in Texas. Texas. Like yeah. lacrosse is not what comes to mind. I know. You think Texas. Apparently, it's very popular there. Yeah. God, uh, lacrosse is pure and enlightened. Like, I know. <laughs> it was the same school where, um, I think, where Wes Anderson and uh, Luke Wilson, no Mel Wilson went, or, or at least the Wilsons. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe it, maybe it was a school that were sort of slightly eccentric yes. things. But everything else he said about the school <laughs> didn't sound like okay. that. So, um, it was a sensitive arty boys playing lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, there you go it's a thing it's not that weird that they're okay. all, they all just happen to have t-shirts, t-shirts from the school because to or I do not this know a thing. single person in this country who has a school t-shirt no um, so that's her her scheme and mm. she also sneaks into the Oracle office to find a picture of the Cold Spring sports yeah. one of the sports teams because they have newspapers from other schools in the Oracle office and how I, much storage space do they have there yeah that seems unlikely very unlikely so uh, Jess has another scheme, meanwhile, because everyone's scheming. Um, and she's uh, se- she rings home from a phone box and says her car's broken down and she's stuck in Las Palmas Canyon. Yes, yeah, because Las Palmas Canyon is like this gorgeous picturesque place where like her, her dad used to love going to or something. Or Which we've never heard of before. Once, apparently, uh. allegedly, they really like it there <laughs> and haven't been out in ages. Yeah, so she kind of pretends her car is broken down yeah. and rings her dad to come get her. And, and that's where she sees Caroline, isn't it? And yes, you're right. They're leaving there. Yeah. So they're on the way home. And of course, by the way, her scheme sort of works because Ned is like, oh, yes, my happy days. Yeah. In Las Palmas Canyon. And um, so obviously, where then, as you say, uh, Jess sees Caroline come out of a shop. But she's like, oh, she's not sweet valley. Yeah. Um, so her and Lila decide to call their bluff, but then, or Caroline's bluff at school. But then she flummoxes them because she's got the t shirt. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> Fuck you, I got a t-shirt and here's a picture of him. It's like and a blurry picture of someone playing basketball or something yeah. in the paper. And then she has this insane, really detailed story about what she did all weekend. Yeah, like she totally brazens it out. And I'm kind of like, good yeah. for you, Caroline. Though I do think she kind of over eggs it a bit. Like, oh, if I, I was saying this. what I did at the weekend, I wouldn't be like, yeah, you need to be up at the bus station. That then he took me up to meet his mother. <laughs> she just blow by dinner blow waiting for us. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, So she has this preposterous uh, tale and then it gives her an excuse. She's like, oh, and he spent so much money on me, taking me out, riding a dying yeah. me, that he can't come next weekend. Uh, yeah. <gasps> but Lila calls her bluff. Yeah. She's bought a ticket for him. She's not having it. She's like, here's a bus ticket. <gasps> and then Jess twists the knife because she starts talking about Liz's play about the <coughs> Barrett Brownings and yeah. how she's going to read it on Friday. And Caroline's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, um... Meanwhile, Liz is working on her play somewhere and Regina turns up. Working on her play. <sighs> Give me a break. <laughs> Copying bits of Robert Browning's letters. Plagiarizing poetry. Yes. <laughs> um, so Regina turns up and starts going on about Bruce and uh, Liz is like, oh God, what's she seeing him? And um, she's like, oh, she doesn't want to disillusion Regina. And I was like, 
I was thinking, Liz, he tried, kind of tried to rape you. Like, this is a case where you can disillusion her. Yeah, disillusion away. Yes. But there is a great little shout back to Playing With Fire, which was, of course, the book about Jessica and Bruce, because uh, Liz thinks, I hope Regina knows what she's doing, because when it comes to Bruce (laughs) Patman, it isn't a case of Playing With Fire. It's more like playing with a raging inferno. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love a little callback. <laughs> very smoothly done, There's I think. There's also uh, a very teeny tiny bit of OTG. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. Where? Where? What, uh, page? <laughs> what page? What page? I'm eager yeah, cry. 105. <gasps> yeah, because Regina's talking about how nice he is and uh, Elizabeth's like, that sounds like Bruce, Elizabeth thought. Or at least it sounds like Bruce on the make. Hey! <laughs> He's on the make. See? <laughs> He's up to no good. Just had to flag that. Oh, I feel ashamed of myself for not noticing it, but thank you Who for bringing... Who even are you? I know. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm just going to step out from the podcast now. I missed an OTG moment. So ashamed. Um, sadly, uh, there's no more OTG no. with Liz and uh, her parents because she thinks the plan is working. Because mm. Ned isn't sounding very enthusiastic about his meeting with the San Francisco law firm. Oh, yeah. And she's hoping like, oh, maybe he won't be able to find a job. Then he won't be able to go. But then it's like, but what if Alice goes anyway? It's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, wouldn't do that. And uh, meanwhile, Jess and Lila are taunting Caroline. And they get her to read a letter to Liz. And Liz obviously recognises the content. Yeah. And she realises, this is actually kind of cool of Liz, because she's, she realises that she doesn't know what's going on, but that Jessica and Lila are setting are Caroline setting up. up. They're mocking her, like they're yeah. sneering at this her. This is a dig at her, yeah. And... Uh, she's she's not impressed by Jess and um, she she's like oh should I tell Caroline her boyfriend's a plagiarist because obviously that's what she thinks yeah um, but she she can't bear to to see Lila and Jess mock her so as she's wondering what to do Caroline asks Liz if they can if they can talk yeah and then she tells Liz the truth um, and Liz is kind but she's like. You know, well, I mean, of course she has to stick her orange. She's like, well, maybe you'd have friends if you didn't gossip all the time. <laughs> it's like, time in a place, Liz. Time in a place. Oh, God. Um, so Caroline is like, oh, okay, I know. But, you know, just for now, please don't read your play. Because uh, apparently this is how the play, the competition. Uh, <laughs> also stupid. <laughs> Go on. Explain how the plays are being judged. Yeah, the plays are being judged because each person that wrote their play gets up and like reads it out. The whole thing. And everyone sits there and listens to them, each person reading out a one act play. And it's like, like, one what? act? What? Like Why? an average play is three acts. So if you have more than three people entering, yeah. this is going to be very long. What a fucking night. It's like a marathon. Oh God. Good Lord. <laughs> so uh, Jess, Liz is, is torn because she does feel sorry for her. She does, but she's also, she slaved over her play. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not having her saying that she worked hard on this. Oh, that copying is quite hard on the, you know. I'm so tired from typing out other people's words. <laughs> it's quite hard. Actually, yeah. Um, kind of what we do. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, voiced by our own petard. Oh, Literally. Well, that's put me back in my box. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough, Liz. Damn it. Complain away. Uh, so Liz confronts Jess about her taunting of Caroline and Jess is like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. I am. <laughs> Caroline needs to be taught a lesson. Ooh, oh, that's a bit OTG. God, it is a bit. Um, so she's disgusted when she hears that uh, Liz admits that she, when she hears that Liz might not read the play. She's like, yeah. what? What are you being nice to her for? 
Yeah. And she also calls Caroline as boiled breath while she's like lying on a lilo in the middle of the <laughs> swimming pool. And it's like, are you kidding me? Posh, <laughs> kettle on a lilo. Oh my God. Um, so uh, Liz, by the way, has, has been struck by an idea, but we don't get any more info. Yeah, she's kind of formulating a secret plan. Mm, what could it be? Well, we will find out. Mm. So Anita calls in to, uh, to ask Caroline if she has any more letters because that's the only thing she cares about in relation to her yes. sister because she is a... The worst Anita. The worst. Caroline breaks down and tells, the tru- tells her the truth. Yeah. She was sick and tired of being a misfit. Oh, Caroline. And Anita says she needs to talk. And she basically gives her a two hour lecture. Seriously. Like, oh, yeah. This, like, ugh. <laughs> I know sometimes we are just speechless don't like Anita <laughs> no she's a shitty sister like her sister's clearly upset and going through some shit and she just sits there and braids her for two hours yeah they like, maybe you should be maybe don't you should gossip do maybe stop doing this and maybe shut up Anita like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, so it's like in theory what, she, what it comes down to is sensible because it is basically you need yeah. to listen to people just think about what you say you don't have to blurt, just out. blurt out stuff and like if, you're, if what you're going to say is going to hurt someone don't say it basically yeah. which, which is good it, advice yeah. but like it's not helpful at the moment her no. problem at the moment is that she's in a web of lies yes exactly so berating her for her behaviour for the past it's 16 years of her life helpful. It's, yeah really yeah. isn't so um, Caroline's like Oh, she says she has to need. To, she needs to tell everybody the truth. Yeah. Only, only the truth will set her free. Oh. But um, Caroline's like, "What about the party?" And Anita says that she'll make Caroline look so gorgeous that she won't care because what you look like is the only thing that matters. That's matter. what matters. <laughs> that is literally what matters in this <laughs> terrible town. <sighs> so Caroline's basically she's she's really determined about all this, and she tells Liz. You know, okay, look, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked you to yeah. cancel your reading, which is very... Go ahead with reading your play or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so it's she said she was being selfish. Play. She said she's going to tell Jess the truth. But then when Jessica comes along, she bottles it. Yeah, she chickens out. She just says, oh, I know. I found out that Adam plagiarized the letters. So yeah. that's sort of wind taken out of Jessica's sails in some, to yeah. some extent. Because it's like, oh, well, if she's saying this, then she can't be the one who wrote it. Mm. But um, she claims that Adam is still coming to the party and Liz is like oh man yeah oh, shit. <laughs> like oh, you're not making this easy for yourself but she tells Liz that when the others aren't there she says look she'll she'll reveal the truth at the party yeah um so Liz talks to Todd and they decide to go ahead with operation rescue yeah what could that be what's gonna be <gasps> and meanwhile Caroline is because she's just doing a sort of making amends thing like Alcoholics Anonymous yeah it kind of is yeah she goes up to Bill Chase and D.D. Gordon and just apologises for like spreading a rumour that Bill might be cheating on his play or yeah, whatever yeah because of Mr. what's his name and she's basically yeah, just doing the rounds and apologising to everybody and uh, uh, she claims that her days of gossip are over because Bill tells her that actually Mr. Jaworski was helping him prepare for an audition yeah. because he could become a TV star. Yeah, remember he had that screen test ages yeah, ago. And then nothing like, came of that. Nothing happened. And by the way, nothing comes of this. <laughs> yeah. so. Or does it? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Never claiming anything again. We Until next time. We're not authorities. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we it's, thought we were. It's been a while since we've read some of the books. In fairness, I, I think we could be forgiven for yeah. forgetting minor plot yeah. <laughs> mentions. Um, so... Uh, Ned and Alice have been to Tiberino's and they have a revelation to make to the twins. Yeah. They're not moving at all. They were just yanking their chains. Yeah. 
and why not yeah. who can blame them uh, it turns out Alice told the company she can't leave while her kids are still in high school but maybe later and mm. they'll inexplicably keep a place for her whenever she decides to move mm. like yeah you're no, half that's that not seems very how a business works <laughs> <sighs> well I mean it is it, uh, in Sweet Valley probably Me, yeah. San Francisco though I'd expect <laughs> yeah. them to be a bit more professional not anyway. so much mm, probably not so apparently they made the decision last week but they wanted to make the twins sweat yes Ned ideas <laughs> Ned's idea <laughs> Ned. good I, on you I do like that that they're just fucking with them for the last week <laughs> This is one of the few books where they actually behave kind of responsibly. Yeah. And I kind of like Some them. actual parenting from Ned mm, and yeah. for once. So Liz shares the glorious news with Todd. And the glorious news is, as we're told, the Wakefields were staying in Sweet Valley. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> and so it's playtime and Liz dazzles the judges. And of course she wins. Oh, yeah, like the audience burst into wild applause. The hush that followed her final words filled Elizabeth Ugh. with joy. Like, oh, fuck's sake. And her play is called One Woman. <laughs> Romance. Ugh. Ugh. So stupid. We are just not having it, but listen, it's so terrible writing. Bet any bit that she didn't plagiarize was shit as well. (laughs) (laughs) So so Caroline congratulates her on her victory, and Liz is like, Don't worry, Caroline, everything will work out for you too. And Caroline's like, Well, don't know about that, but whatever. So it's party time. All right. That sounded a bit like Linda from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> All right. I love Linda. Oh, Linda's my heroine. I'm wearing my glasses today. I'm channeling Linda. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Caroline looks amazing and confident. And uh, we go to Fowler Crest and apparently the whole house is Spanish style. Ooh. Not tiles. Though maybe it does feature the tiles. We've thing. discussed this before. Yeah. Um, the party is amusingly fancy. Like there's giant video screens playing like oh, playing rock videos. Yeah, <laughs> and the music is like blasting over the valley. Lila had hired a mobile disco. Whoa, <laughs> mobile disco, no less. Fuck yeah, fancy. Um, Caroline prepares to make a big announcement, and the music is turned oh, down because these God. people are such weirdos, They're such ridiculous Have people. Have you ever been to a party where someone's like, "I've got an announcement I to know. make"? You know. When you're 16. I feel like every party they go to has has like a minimum three announcements. (laughs) Can we all just get on with it, please? And carry out our underage drinking. (laughs) I think we've established that the bag of cans is not something that these losers more cans less announcements please <laughs> can't believe I'm calling them losers for not drinking I did not drink that much when I was actually 60 so. um, but I was not shocked by it and I went to Operation Scrubs which is more than they ever even tried to do yeah um, so yes they're, Caroline's going to make her announcement and uh, just as she's about to tell the truth a tall handsome boy rushes in and kisses her what that's pretty much what Jessica says. Yeah. She's <laughs> horrified, which is very satisfying. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Yeah. And it turns out he's like, don't. Oh, he's pretty much whispering, play it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, tell them who I am. I'm like, what? It's like, oh, <laughs> I do um, It turns out he's Jerry Fisher and he's a friend of Todd's. Yeah. Somewhere. So yeah, this was the Operation Rescue was to get Todd's friend that nobody knows to like masquerade yeah. as Adam which is quite that's actually pretty cool I like that because yeah. she was going to tell the truth she was. I think they've said you know they've, they've been, been nice her, yeah. yeah and uh, then they, they they get on really well and then there's this kind of dodgy bit where he's just going on about himself it's like for the first time she quote didn't feel like talking about herself at all yeah <laughs> uh, is yeah, yeah that's kind yeah. of like shut up and listen to the yeah. nice boy <laughs> It's like her problem beforehand wasn't talking about herself. No, it, was it was talking, talking about, about other people. Yeah. yeah. 
think about yourself for a bit, Caroline. Yeah, ask her something, Jerry, for fuck's sake. Yeah, not that brilliant. Um, but as it goes on, she's actually, she's like, um, she's having fun at first because he's nice and then he turns out Lila for a dance, which is obviously yeah, very satisfying. Amazing, yeah, Um, But then she's feeling sad because like, it's all an act. Like, they think she has a boyfriend, but she doesn't. Yeah. So she makes another announcement. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she decides to come clean and just yeah. basically tells everyone this nice guy is playing a role and he wanted to help me out so I wouldn't look like a fool and she's like I just want to let you know and she basically just runs off crying yeah and Jerry runs after and it's like everyone was impressed by her honesty now I have to say that I do not think of myself as giant gossip but I would be talking about that yeah if somebody revealed that their boyfriend was a fake yeah. and then somebody had turned up that's... and then he was a fake as well yeah. and it was just like that's the story yeah. I would gossip about that I would but also I feel like if it was you know, if I was Caroline, I'd be like, fuck this, I got away with it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe bitches anything. Oh, I've broken up with Adam now. Yeah, yeah. job done. Uh, well, she's she's more noble than you or I. Clearly. We're clearly not honest <laughs> at all. And uh, they decide to, the Caroline and Jerry decide to, they have really genuinely got a little bit of a spark. A bit of a spark, yeah. And they decide to write to each other and they kiss. And oh. Jess is enraged because even though Caroline <laughs> had been like, she still yeah. ended up with a hot guy. She still got ah, a dinner in your face, so, Jessica. Yeah. Good enough for you. Um, Liz and Todd are happy for the new couple, but Liz is not happy for another couple. <gasps> She's unsettled. Oh, no. By the sight of Regina and Bruce. Because uh, apparently it's her business. <laughs> yeah, well, what isn't? I think that's. Yeah, like, how is Caroline the busybody when Elizabeth <laughs> is the one who fucking involves herself in everything? <laughs> and the last uh, few words are. Elizabeth eyed the couple over over his Todd's shoulder, <laughs> shaking her head with concern. Oh, over someone's shoulder. Like, what's she doing? Imagine doing <laughs> tossing like, no. her, her hair dramatically. <laughs> I wish I could think so, she murmured. But I have a feeling Regina Morrow may be in for big trouble. <gasps> and can you read the tagline? Will loving Bruce bring Regina happiness or heartache? <gasps> Find out in Sweet Valley High 18. Head and over heels. <laughs> oh, and that was Love Letters. <laughs> Now, do you have some stats? <sighs> I do. And I need to take a, a breath. <laughs> I should have bought a glass of water in. Yeah. Um, this is too much. Um, okay, yes, we've got some good stats. So okay. the blue-green eyes get mentioned ten times. Whoa. That's a lot. That is, that a, is a lot. Really a lot. Blue-green eye That's action. right up there. Isn't That's it? one of the highest. It is, yeah. The blondness only gets five mentions. Mm. Uh, people blush 11 times. Whoa. And That's up there as well. Caroline's red hair gets 11 mentions. Which is more than the Wakefields got yeah. for their blondness. Yeah. There's two of them. Wow. Well, well, she's a novelty. She's <laughs> yeah, a novelty. So, yeah, it's all like, the redhead, the redhead, the redhead. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> and actually, this, apart from Lila, is one of the first books where we really see it, the, the mind of another Sweet Valley That's true. denizen. Yeah. So we've got a bit of Olivia in Rags to we Riches. We did. We did a bit. And a bit of um, Roger. Yeah. Um, people's eyes sparkle six times. Oh. And yes, they are quite gleaming. They, and they twinkle three times. Oh. Yes. <laughs> After all, it's surprising anyone hasn't been blinded by the sparkles and twinkles. sunglasses. malfunctioning. <laughs> to protect ourselves from the peepers yeah. of Sweet Valley. No. So, are there any ensembles? So I'm pretty sure there are. There was really only one particular outfit. Because, oh. yeah, we get kind of mentions of like a scoop neck t shirts and yeah, button yeah. down Oxford shirts and whatever, but no, what not, a not like proper detail. But then, yeah, Caroline, her little makeover that she got from Anita for the big party at Lila's Gaff. Uh, Caroline looked beautiful. She was wearing a flattering new green satin dress mm. and Anita had brushed her hair back with tortoiseshell combs. Ooh. Her eyes looked bigger than usual thanks to a bit of green shadow lining her lashes. Very 80s. I love it. 
I used to always say, like, redheads should wear green. Yeah, yeah. Green eyeshadow. Oh, like, pure dead dress. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she should have got full Molly Ringwald. Should have. An actual redheaded icon. Oh, no, yeah. Of the time. But there's also a really funny bit after, like, when Todd sees her. And he's like, wow, was all Todd could say. Is that really you? Oh, <laughs> Caroline, what a, Caroline what a smiles shyly. Do I really look nice? Yeah, there's something different about you tonight. And it's not just your new dress. You're pretty, he said. <laughs> Todd! <laughs> Get fucked, Todd! <laughs> what the <laughs> freak? <laughs> look, you look so different. You're pretty. Just... For once. <laughs> I wish you could see Karen's face as she delivered that line saying. with a sort of a head bar. Of How dare he? He is dreadful. This fucking guy. Oh, fuck. Jared Tool. I was oh, enraged. That is quite a moment. Yeah. It's, well, we don't talk this kind of crap, but that's really bad. That's so shit. So the shit more I think about it, the worse it is. Yeah. Todd. Come on, dude. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah that was um, that was quite a ride that was it was fun though it really was it, I, I think we're reaching kind of peak sweet valley yeah. I think we're getting into we're getting into some really good stuff the last few books mm. we're, we're entering that golden age yeah. where yeah. we've had a bit of introductory ones sort of almost setting the scene but now yeah. I feel the ghost writers have really got a handle of the yeah, characters yeah we've got some established stuff going on and it's like yeah. now we just get on with the ridiculousness exactly <laughs> which is very satisfying um so we have, uh, we always like hearing from our listeners. Yeah. Um, and we did get some great correspondence <laughs> since our last recording session. And uh, a special shout out to, uh, to one of our listeners who sent in, Cecilia Luce sent us in what I can only describe. Some of the greatest images <laughs> I've ever seen. Truly a game changer. Please describe it, Karen. I- <laughs> So yes, it was in relation to Mr. Collins, who, as you may know, looks like Robert Redford. As we are told quite a lot. <laughs> so she sent us a picture of Robert Redford from some movie. We don't know like, what film it is. We don't know what it is, but it's something 70s, 80s. Yeah, he's, he's looking quite handsome. He is, he is. Yeah. He's looking very dashing. But he, he's in Wakefield Prison. <laughs> he really is. And his name is Stan Collins. He's playing Mr. Collins. He's playing Mr. Collins in Wakefield Prison. And it's like a handsome Robert Redford. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> a young Robert Redford. Youngish. Youngish. Yeah. It is amazing. Oh, my God. I don't think I even want to know what film it is. I, don't I think know. I just want it to just, exist just, as a beautiful just image. Just perfect image on its own is just... What has he done incredible. to end up there? That yeah. mind real. <laughs> Oh, the chaperoning got out of hand. Oh, God. <laughs> God, he looks—he looks like a broken man. He does. Some shit's gone down. Oh. So, so another listener, Liz Levengrab, responded to this image saying, "Can you imagine Jessica and Elizabeth playing good cop, bad cop as prison guards? I'd be over the fence in no time." <laughs> Fuck this! Oh my god! <laughs> I'll take my chances. <laughs> Everything about it oh, is magic, <laughs> golden. So thank you, Celia, for that, that beautiful gem. Yeah. And uh, if if you have anything to send to us, <laughs> any amazing pictures, any thoughts, any comments, mm. um, have you had the Sweet Valley? Uh, audiobook theme tune stuck in your head yeah. since we started using it as our theme tune you know where to get us we are at SVH Podcast on Twitter you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com and we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can uh, follow the Headstuff Podcast Network 
and find out more about their amazing podcasts. We are currently in the studio looking at a a, a veritable gallery it's of images of stuff, yeah yeah everything from the Alison Spittle show to yeah. the excellent Juvenalia which we have both been guests on and which we had a great fun talking to uh, Ellen and Alan yeah and uh, yeah there's there's something for everybody so you can follow the Headstuff uh, Podcast Network at HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff mm. um and if you're looking for something to amuse yourself with in the fortnight between episodes, uh, my latest book is out. Hooray! It is called Molly on the March. Uh, it is about uh, Irish teenage suffragettes in 1912. And um, because I actually am a YA author, even though I spent all my time <laughs> slagging off my peers, effectively. Well, my peers 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yes, this is the sequel to The Making of Molly, which was shortlisted for an Irish Book Award in 2016. Yeah. If I may brag. I was going to say humble brag, but it was just a brag. No, just go for it. Straightforward (laughs) brag. Um, So, yeah, you'd like to read about some teens of projects who are very, very different from the Wakefields. Oh, quite different. Very. In every way. And that they're awesome. (laughs) Thank you very much. You can, in Ireland, you can get it in any any good bookshop. Uh, In uh, Britain, some bookshops and on the internet for all. And I know it is available in America because the library in the Bronx, uh, the Bronx Public Library, uh, tweeted a picture during library week of um, one of their displays and... The first Molly book was on it. That's amazing. It's the nicest thing I've ever seen. Molly so. in Brooklyn. I know. Love it. Molly in the Bronx. Sorry, the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, well, New York places beginning with B, I get confused as well. Me too. <laughs> so, um, yes, that that could be a, an, if you feel like an anti-Wakefield. Yeah, a little antidote. Yes. <laughs> Just to write the balance a little bit. But we will be back in two weeks. We will. And uh, we have, well, mm. we'll have quite a lot to talk about oh, then. Oh, we sure will. So join us then <laughs> when we find out what happens when Regina and Bruce fall head over heels. <laughs> See you then, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.